Hello, 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 and hello. So here it is, Monday. Today is July 12th. It's approximately 12, 18 p.m. And I am sitting in my house, marinating in my funk. Child, let me tell you, I was about to take a shower and I said, let me get on here real quick and say something to the people who are listening. I want to know what about your friends? What? I realize there are hundreds and thousands of songs regarding friends and friendship. So my question is, what about your friends? I had um, started this podcast and I stepped into a new realm, although uh, if you listen to my other podcast, you'll understand it's not new for me at all, at all whatsoever. Um, but I stepped into this because I know that God has deposited something in my life that I need to share with the world. And also because I know so many people, I know people who have amazing stories and, and I really, I hesitate to, to use a different word. Amazing is truly the word. I know people who have come face to face with death, had someone else's life in their hands. It's just, it truly, truly runs the gamut because I am that happy-go-lucky person who makes friends very easily, even though I really, truly don't like people. Um, it's funny that God has put me on this amazing path of life, and I know so many people from so many walks of life, and I love them all. Some of them I don't like, but I still love them. Uh, some of them I don't like what, what they do and what they represent, but I still love them. I um, had a, a dream last night wherein this guy I know from my old church, and I know he doesn't like me. Not really sure why he doesn't like me, but I know he doesn't like me um, because of his treatment of me and the things that he has said to me. Um, but he was in my dream, and I was going to reach out to him and just to let him know, hey, Bro, I'm, I'm praying for you. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I, I, I have you in my thoughts and my prayers. And then I said, nah, screw that dude. Um, but I prayed for him anyway. I did, I did. I prayed for him anyway because I understand and I recognize that we all have issues and idiosyncrasies and insecurities. And sometimes we project our stuff, our mess on other people. And um, I possibly projected onto him and he possibly projected onto me, but I know that he doesn't particularly care for me. And I prayed for him anyway, because that's what I do. And I'm not saying that in a boastful manner. It's just that sometimes, even when we're not friends with people, and it's funny because he is my Facebook friend and I went on Facebook early this morning. I don't um, get to go on social media as much because of my schedule. But I got on social media early, early this morning because this dream woke me up and, and this dude was on my mind. 
And um, I went on Facebook to check to see if we were friends because, as I said, I was going to reach out to him. And he's my Facebook friend. I had no clue that he was still my Facebook friend, but um, I decided against it anyway. So, um, dude, I prayed for you this morning, wherever you are. I, I truly hope that all is well with you because when God lays people on my heart, um, it's for a purpose. So I did say your name, um, and I know your first and last name. I don't remember his middle name. I actually knew his middle name years ago, but um, I don't remember his middle name. And um, I did pray for him, though. Um, yeah, it's funny because I, I started this podcast at the uh, urging, and I've, I've said her name a number of times, uh, Miss Denise Daniels. Hey, girl. Uh, as far as I know, Big Head Denise has yet to listen to this podcast, and she was uh, very instrumental in me beginning it because, uh, as I said before, she said to me one day out of the blue, one day I need you to tell your story. Uh, nobody wants to hear my story, but I've been through so much. Mother has lived. <laughs> And I, I know I've been through some things that people have died from. And I should have been dead and gone a long, long time ago. But um, as I said, I, some of my closest, absolute closest friends and family members have yet to take the time to listen to this podcast. But what I did, <coughs> excuse me, what I did this morning... Um, in the last hour, hour and a half, I sent out a bunch of text messages and Facebook messages asking and urging some of the people that I know to subscribe to this podcast because um, a wonderful young man that I know had, I don't know who's calling me from California, but they're going to wait. Um a wonderful young man that I know had reached out to me out of nowhere and um, I called him. He was like, call me. So he sent me a message and told me to call him and I called him and I said, hey, um, you know, I don't really get a chance to call people, but I'm taking a quick break and, and hiding out just to call you. Are you okay? Is, is everything all right? And he was like, yeah, I'm good. And then we started a conversation and I urged him to please subscribe and, and listen to my podcast. And he said, girl, why are you hiding this podcast from everyone? I need you to post it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm not there. Trust and believe it is coming. I am going to probably have this podcast, seven is the number of completion, and this is probably going to be my last podcast before I actually go truly, truly public. Uh, so those people who have been here, hey, y'all, we're about to go live. <laughs> um, and I say all of that because sometimes you... 
need to keep something sacred. Sometimes you need to keep some things close. And then sometimes you need to stand on top of the tallest mountain and shout to the world what's going on. So up until this point, I've kept this podcast closed. I've kept it sacred. I've kept it as a sacred space. Um, but I, I always knew that I was going to have to, have to, mind you, uh, publicize it because it needs a broader audience. It, it needs for people to hear not just my story, but the stories that are about to come out. Because, um, again, I procured some people who are willing to be interviewed. I know some people with miraculous stories of overcoming. I know some people, and then I go back to that same word. I can't get away from that word. Amazing, amazing stories of triumph. I, I spoke to a childhood friend today, and I could have just called him because I have his number, and I, I talked to him at least once or twice a month. But um, I sent him a message, and I said, hey, dude, I, I need you to really consider being interviewed because of his story. His story is, if I had not been there, <laughs> if I had not been there, I would not believe it. But I personally was there to see, to see firsthand his story of triumph. And it's like, damn, you should be dead, bro. But you're here and you are doing big things. And it, it's just, it's, I love it. I love my life. I am not one of those people who will sit back and in spite of all of my downfalls and all of my shortcomings and all of my issues, all of what I've been through that is damning, I still love my life because I love that the people that God has blessed me with I love that I'm able to witness such beauty in what other people would, would look at as ashes. I know people whose lives others have thrown away. And it's like, look at you now, dude. You are amazing is the word I go to. And um, I love looking at uh, some of the People I know, uh, drug runners, drug dealers, gun runners. I know some really colorful people, um, prostitutes. I know drug addicts, um, <laughs> strippers. I have lots of stories about strippers. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not this podcast, but I have lots of stories. Um, I just, I know some colorful people. I know, yeah, the holier than thou people. And I, I laugh because I remember there's a young lady that I was singing in the choir with and we, what was going on? We were doing something and I, she invited me to her house and, um, she said, I never liked you. And I said, I know. 
<laughs> and it's just she and I in her house. And um, she disclosed that. And she said, I never liked you. And I said, I know. She said, I always felt that you were holier than thou. And I said, but why? And she said, I don't know. And I said, I don't understand that perception, that perception of me being holier than thou, um, religious zealot. I, I laugh at it. And um, I, I think it's nothing, there is nothing further from the truth. Because again, you know, I know so many people and I don't judge any of them. Their lives just are not like mine but they are in my life. I don't take the word friend lightly. Not everyone is my friend. And I don't use that word in jest. I don't use it uh, to describe just anyone. And um, let's see, a friend is the dictionary meaning. A person whom one knows and with whom one has a bond of mutual affection, typically exclusive of sexual or family relations. Um, I don't quite agree with that, but I agree with it because I look at my family members and a lot of my family members, most actually, and I, I've said many times, I have a huge family. Um, <laughs> Most of my family members would be my friends if they weren't my family because they're really just genuinely good people and they're fun people. Um, you know, I was privileged when my younger brother said that to me one day. He said, you know what? And this was years ago. I don't know how he feels now because we're so um, kind of angry at each other. Um, but he said you know what, even if you weren't my sister, you would be my friend. And I was like, oh my gosh, what an honor, what an honor. And most of my cousins, they would be my friends because they're just good people. And they're just, let me tell you something, my family is so much fun to be around. That's why I always loved bringing people around my family because my thing is, if I have this much fun, imagine how much fun the people I know would have. And every single time I've brought a friend around, I, it's been a sacred space and they have really thoroughly enjoyed themselves with my crazy zany family. Um, either my mother's side or my father's side, they have truly, truly enjoyed themselves. My, my mother's side parties much differently than my father's side though. But um, <laughs> it's still, a lot of fun because it's genuine and going back to my friends I, I don't boast about it but I'm grateful that I have so many friends I have so many people with whom I have a mutual affection with those people who love me despite me in spite of me being who I am and how I am they still love me and when I have my, oh, that's just Sam moments, they still love me. And they don't excuse my, that's just Sam moments. A lot of them, most of them will call me on it. Some of them will just shake their heads and keep it moving. And some of them will call me on my mess 
And, and that's what a friend is about. I don't always agree with me because I ain't always right. I'm, I am right most of the time. I'm going to put that caveat there. I am. Deal with it. I am. But I get to be wrong, too. And in being wrong, I get to be human. I get to do things that humans do. I am not above reproach, but I am not perfect. So what pisses me off is when my friends treat me like I'm supposed to be perfect. Yes, I'm called by God. Yes, I'm set apart, but I'm not perfect. And I promise you, I don't know who the hell this is calling me from New York, but I'm not answering that either. Um... I'm going to move that so we don't hear the vibrations. Um, what was I saying? Damn it. Who are you calling me from Westchester? <laughs> so I, I know I said I'm not above reproach. Um, but I, I get to, although I'm, I'm called apart and set apart by God to do a different work than everyone else, I still get to be human, and what I don't appreciate is when my friends treat me like, well, yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Well, why the hell not? Why don't I get to be mad? Well, not, why don't I get to be hurt? Why don't, why don't I get to be petty? Because trust, when I put on my petty, petty princess tiara, child, listen, it's on on. Because I am petty, petty princess. Trust me when I say. <laughs> I do it. I do it up. Because, yeah, I get to do that. Now, don't get me wrong. I Also, because of my state in life, I get to go back and apologize. I get to go back and repent. <sighs> I get to go back and do what I need to do to make things right. But I get to be human first because I'm having a human experience. And although my experiences are different from most of my friends, I still get to have that human experience. I said to um, Boo Thing, I don't know, babe, I guess I can call him babe, him there. That's really what I call him, him there. I said, I always seem to be giving to you. I need you to give to me. And we've been having this conversation since this morning. And I asked him for something, which I am not going to talk about in this podcast here. That is going to be left for the sex podcast, which uh, is, it looks like it's going to be very interesting already because I've got some topics if you ain't ready listen listen that one is not gonna be for everybody I'm letting you know right now I, I will advocate for the single people but I'll advocate for the Christians but everyone's not Christian and you have to meet people where they are and that's real so I, um, I need to talk to people the way some people need to be talked to. And that, it, is, it is what it is. You know, take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> do what you need to do with it. Put it in your pocket. Shout it from the billboards. I don't care. You do what you need to do. You do what you feel you need to do with that. 
but it's it's gonna happen and it's gonna happen soon um probably in the next two weeks uh i I'm going to have to find the time because that's going to be a video call uh I'm going to have to edit it because I have no clue how long that one's gonna last, but I suspect it's just one simple conversation lasted over an hour, so I know that once we begin the topic of discussion, which is going to be a panel discussion, I know it's going to be uh, colorful. <laughs> That's my go-to word <laughs> because of the people I know. Again, um, there's no judgment on anyone that I know, and there's no judgment on anyone's life. Oh, there's my baby. Jose Rondon Jr., I love you. Um, <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm going to know if you listen to this, Jose, because your message just came up on my screen. <laughs> but I'm shouting you out because I love you. I've loved Jose since I met him when he was, I want to say, 14 or 15 years old. Such an amazing gift. This dude can dance his buttocks off. And I promise you, I keep telling him, I can't wait to see him on screen dancing for the world because he has such a talent and he has such a gift. His gift, his God-given gift is dance. And he, like, oh my goodness, his whole body, he just exudes dance and I could just watch Jose dance all day and night because he is one of the best dancers I personally know and I know some great people but um yeah he just has a, an amazing natural gift for dance and um yeah he just hit me up <laughs> and I love him uh, today is my cousin's birthday my cousin got sister so I know she listens to my podcast. Thank you, Tracy A. Uh, Tracy is my god sister and she's my oldest cousin. Yep, I said it. I said it right here. <laughs> she's my oldest cousin on my mother's side and I do love her and I was her personal nanny. I was her nanny. That's a real thing, believe it or not. Um, took care of her kids, both of them from birth. Just till. <laughs> and uh, she's my first husband. I always say that uh, because at one point in being her nanny, I actually lived with her while her husband uh, was away on business for, I think he was away for two months or something. And I lived with her and I would go to my house. I think I lived in Jersey back then, but I would go to my house and then I would go to her house and stay there and I would just go to get different clothes, but I would wash my clothes at her house. But I still, well, not now, but up until two years ago, I would still take my dirty clothes to her house and wash them because <laughs> there's nothing like having your laundry right there. And I, I kept saying, I can't wait to get a house because I'm going to have a laundry room and I'm going to have a washer and a dryer. And I know that I've arrived when I can wash my clothes in my underwear or naked. And I promise you, I walk right over to my washing machine right now, no clothes on, put my stuff in the washing machine, 
and <laughs> wash my clothes. And I thank God every single time. But I digress. Y'all know I'm tangential. So I just totally went off to the far, far left with that, um, saying happy birthday to Tracy and saying I love you, Jose. Um, going back to friends. Uh, in fact, let me talk about Jose really quickly because, again, I, I met Jose when he was about 15 years old. And I always forget, Jose's really not that much younger than me. He's not one of my regular kids because he's not too far from my age, but he's still one of my kids. And as he's grown older, our conversations have changed. And I talk to him because he's a grown damn man. So I talk to him like a grown damn man. And I appreciate his candid conversation. And sometimes you have to let people know that you appreciate them for who they are and, and, and what they do for you, even when they don't do anything. So, Jose, I appreciate you and I love you and I, I hold a space for you in my heart, as you know, because I make sure to tell you that. But I also need you to realize that when we don't speak, you are not far from my thoughts. That's it. And um, I say um a lot. Damn, I really have to get over that. Uh, see, look, I did it again. <laughs> what I want to do is make sure that when I leave this earth, that my legacy is such that the children in my life the young people in my life understand the place that they hold in my life, even when I don't like what you do, agree with what you do. I still hold a place of love in my heart for you. I had a, a really bad falling out with my goddaughter, with one of my goddaughters. Mm, yeah, because my niece is my other goddaughter, believe it or not. Um, hey, Lise. Um, <laughs> but, and y'all pray for my nieces. My nieces are crazy, all of them. Well, not so much the baby. She hasn't come into her crazy yet. <laughs> but the, the older two, <laughs> they, they're really, really colorful people. And I love them and all of their colorfulness. And they're doing amazing things. Again, the word is amazing for me. That's, that's the word. That's the go-to word for me. But uh, I have biological nieces and not so biological nieces. And all of my nieces are doing great things because they have grown into being great people. But I had a falling out with my goddaughter wherein my goddaughter, and I'm not going to say her name, if you know who she is, you just know. I had allowed her to live with me and we had a, a verbal agreement wherein she was supposed to 
help me pay rent because I was struggling to pay rent at the time. And she knew it. And I said to her, I'm struggling to pay rent right now because I don't have a job. I don't have income. I didn't have a job and I didn't have income at the time. This was in 2017. I had been laid off from my job. And I said, I don't have a problem with you staying here. I don't have a problem giving you a place to live, a place for you to be safe. I need you to be safe. I want you to be safe. However, I need you to do this, this, that, and the other. And I laid out some rules for her. And she broke every one of them. <laughs> and she stole from me. And she had the audacity to put me, call herself putting me on blast by putting pictures of me on her Facebook page and on her social media. And I just had to laugh at her because your level of hurt is so deep that you push away everyone who tries to help you. And I spent money on that young lady that I did not have. She didn't pay for food and she was getting food stamps. I was buying her food and she had food stamps. I used her food stamps, what, maybe twice in the three months that she lived with me. And um, those two times was to get her something to eat. How about them apples? I was using my money to get her food and buy her groceries and cook for her. And she dogged me out. At least she called herself dogging me out. And I ended up calling the cops on her because I locked her out one night and she got upset and she was kicking on my door and banging on my door. And I just thought it was so sad because at the end of the day, what it really boiled down to was she was in such a place of hurt that it was easier to lash out at someone who was trying to help her, which is what she had done for many, many years. It was easier to lash out at someone who was trying to help her than to address the hurt. And there's nothing I can do. You know, we all have a journey. We all have a place of hurt. We all have triggers. And that's real talk. You know, I, I spoke about cursing my brothers out because I was triggered. But I have to, at some point, address my place of hurt and recognize why I'm being triggered. And when it comes to segueing back to friends, because again, I'm being tangential and I recognize it. Um, we have to acknowledge where our place of hurt is and we have to make the determination that we will heal that hurt and not go back there anymore. 
Now, when it comes to your friends, if your friends know that place of hurt, how good a friend are they if they trigger you in that place of hurt as opposed to coming and sitting down with you and holding space for you in that place of hurt? I, uh, I'm not the best at that. I try, though. As I get older, I'm getting better at seeing where someone is in their hurt and just coming and sitting with them because there's a blessing in, in, in presence. I understand better than anyone what it's like to lose a parent. I know a lot of people who have lost parents in the last few years, especially the last year, and um, shout out goes to the Ellison family, Miss Barbara Ellison. I did not know until yesterday, Miss Barbara Ellison passed away on the 7th, and um, I really looked up to her, and I know she didn't like me a whole lot some days, and some days she loved me, <laughs> but she was just a wonderful person, and I looked up to her, and um, I found out yesterday that she passed away and my, my, my heart felt prayers go out to the Ellison family because she really is someone I looked up to. And uh, what happens when you lose a parent, you are lost. And what I tell people is it took me many, many, many years to get through, not get over, but to get through the loss of my father. Because there were so many times growing up that I wondered what he would be like when I got my period, what he would be like when I had my first surgery, or if I would have had to have that first surgery if my father had been alive. Because my father, my understanding of my father, my father was a party guy and my father was a ladies man. He's actually quite handsome, um, which is funny to me because I'm like, what, my brother looks like him. And I, that makes me think my brother's handsome. <laughs> but, um, but I can see the handsomeness in my brother now. When we were younger, I used to just be like, ah, my brother's funny looking. But my brother is actually very, my, both of my brothers, both of my brothers, because I always say it like I have one. But both of my brothers are very, very handsome. Um, and they turn their wives on, that's all I care about. Um, they don't do it for me. <laughs> so, and I don't date guys that look anywhere close to my brothers, which is just funny. Um, but my father, my, my biological father, was handsome and he was a ladies man and um, I don't know I don't know how he was I, I just know stories and so growing up only knowing stories from my aunts and uncles and even my grandmother I had this picture in my mind of this guy he was never my hero he was this in my mind a street dude he was a street dude, and maybe that's why I have a thing for thugs. Maybe that's why I have a thing for uh, 
street dudes, <laughs> uh, hoodlums and, and gangsters, um, that bad boy vibe. Maybe really that Oedipus complex is coming out. Oh, no, Electra, Electra complex. Sorry, I'm a girl. <laughs> Maybe that Electra complex is coming out um, in the men that I choose to date and surround myself with. Um, you know, as far as I know, he was never on drugs, but I don't know his whole story because he, the man's been dead for 45 years. Shoot. I don't know. But, um, you know, maybe he was on drugs. I don't know. I never had an affinity for drug users. So, and I don't know if he was a drug dealer. I know he smoked. I remember that for myself. Um, it was the seventies. Everybody smoked. Um, everybody and their mama smoked. My grandparents, both of my grandparents smoked. My grandmother on my mother's side, my maternal grandmother, I don't remember ever smoking, ever, 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 ever. My parents smoked, my mom, my dad, and my, my biological father all smoked. Um, my aunts and uncles all smoked. I remember the day, let's talk about it. But, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know, but there I go on a tangent again. <laughs> um, the, the point I was trying to make is you never know where someone's area of, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's their area of... Uh, Oh, I'm stuck. Ain't that like he, like me having a damn brain fart in the middle of something deep? <laughs> Dang on brain fart. Um, okay, I'm going to describe it, and I'm going to sound real crazy. Weakness. Ah, that's the word I'm looking for, believe it or not. The area of weakness is, you never know where someone's area of weakness is. And if you're someone's friend, or if you're someone's loved one, or if you hold someone in a higher regard, you don't poke at their weakness. Just out of respect. Just out of respect. You know, me being who I am, I am growing in the sense that I know I've poked at people's areas of weaknesses because not not being nasty about it, not being purposeful in it, but just because I have questions. And I have so many questions that I want to know. I, I, I want to understand. Why are you doing that? Not because I'm judging you. I just don't understand it. And I know I've been accused of being judgmental because I ask questions. And I'm not trying to be judgmental. I just want to know. I know so many people who have done so many different things, and that's not how I live my life. So because I'm not there, I have questions about it. I have a friend who her entire sex life, I tell her all of the time, I have to live vicariously through you because I can't do that. And it's not a negative thing of I can't do that. It's I don't have it in me to do it. I, I can't live my life like that because I'm different. 
And as much as we are alike, I am so different that, hey, why did you do that? Not in a judgment sense, but how did it feel? What made you choose that? Would you do it again? <laughs> so who the hell is calling me from Florida now? Y'all, I promise you I don't know these people. And if they're not leaving messages, I am not dealing with it. But it's, I hesitate to mention, sometimes we have to give people grace, as I've said before, but at the same time, how about we understand one another? We're in, if you're my friend, I know you're not coming from a place of judgment because I know you. I've taken the time out to learn who you are. So in you being who you are, I understand that you just really want to know because you can't do what I do. Everybody can't do what you do. So they want to know how it is to be you and live like you do, whether it's carefree or like I live sometimes, shut in. I talk to very specific people some days because my energy is such that Guess what? My whole, imp, what's the word? Um, my imp, imp, empath, that's the word I'm looking for. I kept thinking empathetic and that's not the word I'm looking for. Empath, my entire empath is drained. Because like I said to my aunt, I said, you know, where I work, there's so many demons. There's so many demons surrounding me that I can't, I, I literally need to detox the demons that I come into contact with. Because being an empath, and that's a whole nother conversation, we're not going to go into that, but um, I am an empath, something that I didn't understand for most of my damn life. And then I met some people in my, on my journey. I met some people. And the people came to me in saying, did you know you're in a bath? And I was like, yeah, no, I don't believe in that. Whether I believe it or not, it's a real thing. Because people drain me. Taking on people's emotions drains me. I said uh, in a different podcast about my ex, I was dealing with this dude for 11 and a half years. And I knew when he was entertaining other women and I would tell him, you don't have to tell me. I know. And I knew because we had a spiritual connection, but I also knew because of the vibe I would get, the energy that I would get from him. Not because he was acting funny, because he was master. Let me tell you, child, the man deserves an Emmy. He deserves an Emmy and an Oscar and a Tony because he could sing. But he was a great actor, but he couldn't act energy. He couldn't get away from it because I would feel it. And it wasn't that he was acting any differently. It's just you entertain these women. These women have demons on them because of things that they've been through. And you bring those demons to me. And those demons think they have a fertile ground, but they're at war with my angels the ones that are protecting me against what you're doing. So I know 
what you're doing. You don't have to tell me. I know what you're doing. Because you give yourself away because you bring the stuff back to me. And I would tell him, do your dirt. Don't let me find out about it. I always, 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 always found out. Always found out. Because I always knew what he was doing. But anyway, I digress again. Because I got to go. My house is hot. I didn't turn on my air conditioning. Well, I turned it off earlier. I'm going to go get in the shower and head to my cousin's house and entertain her for a while. <sighs> know who your friends are. Know why those are your friends. And if they're your friends, love them. Love them in all of who they are and how they are. Everyone's in your life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. Those who are seasoned friends understand what the season is about. Understand what the season is bringing. I have a lot of friends who I've known since I was six years old, honest to God. My absolute closest friends have been in my life for the majority of my life. I still deal with the same people, roll with the same folks. Some of them have changed. I've brought in some new ones. I've pushed out some old ones. But guess what? I still have the same people. Reason being, because those are the people who love me for who I am and how I am. They understand that I have some dark days. I have some dark thoughts. I have some deep-rooted issues that I'm trying to work out, but those are the very ones who've got my back come hella high water. Those are the very ones who know where the bodies are hidden. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a real thing. They know where the bodies are hidden. They know how to come. <laughs> that crazy chick that I keep locked behind a gate and a wall, there's a brick wall, that separates the beast Sam from regular everyday Sam. And they know all about her. They've seen her firsthand. <laughs> They've stopped her. <laughs> Those are all different podcasts. <laughs> but again, there's so, so many songs regarding friends and friendship. But I thank God that I definitely have a friend in Jesus. He might not be your friend, but he's my friend. That's who I go to. That's who I call on my days when dude is, is getting on my nerves because we both can't be alpha males. <laughs> he's very, very much, very much an alpha male. <laughs> but we both can't be alpha males. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we'll see what happens with my friends. We'll see. I can't wait to hear from some of them. Some of them have reached out to me saying they will be interviewed and I can't wait. I'm so exciting, excited for this journey, which is nowhere near over. It's still in the beginning phases. And that's it. I'm going. I'm finished marinating. I had to turn my damn, uh, 
AC on because North Carolina's hot, y'all. <laughs> North Carolina's hot. Why the hell is it so hot down here? Um, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Um, and that's it. I'll talk to y'all soon. Jose, I love you. Tracy, I love you. Um, Goddaughter. Goddaughter, I love you. And I, I pray you, you find healing. I really do. And you think that I'm so angry. I was very angry in the beginning. But mm -mm. I've loved you since you were born. I really have, and I always will. And I told you when you were a little girl, there's nothing you could ever do that'll make me not love you. And I stand by that because I love you in everything. And that's it, y'all. God bless you. Have a good day. Have a good night. Hello. So here it is. Monday. Today is July 12th. It's approximately 12 18 p.m. And I am sitting in my house marinating in my funk. Child, let me tell you, I was about to take a shower and I said, let me get on here real quick and say something to the people who are listening. I want to know what about your friends? What? I realize there are hundreds and thousands of songs regarding friends and friendship. So my question is, what about your friends? I had um, started this podcast and I stepped into a new realm Although, uh, if you listen to my other podcast, you'll understand it's not new for me at all, at all whatsoever. Um, but I stepped into this because I know that God has deposited something in my life that I need to share with the world. And also because I know so many people, I know people who have amazing stories and, and I really, I hesitate to, to use a different word. Amazing is truly the word. I know people who have come face to face with death, had someone else's life in their hands. It's just, it truly, truly runs the gamut because I am that happy-go-lucky person who makes friends very easily, even though I really, truly don't like people. Um, it's funny that God has put me on this amazing path of life, and I know so many people from so many walks of life, and I love them all. Some of them I don't like, but I still love them. 
Uh, some of them I don't like what they what they do and what they represent, but I still love them. I um, had a a dream last night wherein this guy I know from my old church, and I know he doesn't like me. Not really sure why he doesn't like me, but I know he doesn't like me um, because of his treatment of me and the things that he has said to me. Um, but he was in my dream. And I was going to reach out to him and just to let him know, hey, bro, I'm, I'm praying for you. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I, I, I have you in my thoughts and my prayers. And then I said, nah, screw that dude. Um, but I prayed for him anyway. I did. I did. I prayed for him anyway because I understand and I recognize that we all have issues and idiosyncrasies and insecurities and sometimes we project our stuff our mess on other people and um I possibly projected onto him and he possibly projected onto me but I know that he doesn't particularly care for me and I prayed for him anyway because that's what I do and I'm not saying that in a boastful manner it's just that sometimes even when we're not friends with people. And it's funny because he is my Facebook friend. And I went on Facebook early this morning. I don't um, get to go on social media as much because of my schedule. But I got on social media early, early this morning because this dream woke me up and, and this dude was on my mind. And um, I went on Facebook to check to see if we were friends because, as I said, I was going to reach out to him. And he's my Facebook friend. I had no clue that he was still my Facebook friend, but um, I decided against it anyway. So, um, dude, I prayed for you this morning, wherever you are. I, I truly hope that all is well with you because when God lays people on my heart, um, it's for a purpose. So I did say your name, um, and I know your first and last name. I don't remember his middle name. I actually knew his middle name years ago, but um, I don't remember his middle name. And um, I did pray for him, though. Um, yeah, it's funny because I, I started this podcast at the uh, urging, and I've, I've said her name a number of times, uh, Miss Denise Daniels. Hey, girl. Uh, as far as I know, Big Head Denise has yet to listen to this podcast, and she was uh, very instrumental in me beginning it, because uh, as I said before, she said to me one day out of the blue, one day, I need you to tell your story. Uh, nobody wants to hear my story, but I've been through so much. Mother has lived. <laughs> And I, I know I've been through some things that people have died from. And I should have been dead and gone a long, long time ago. But um, as I said, I, some of my closest, absolute closest friends and family members have yet to take the time to listen to this podcast. But what I did, <coughs> excuse me, what I did this morning... Um, in the last hour, hour and a half, I sent out a bunch of text messages and Facebook messages 
asking and urging some of the people that I know to subscribe to this podcast because um, a wonderful young man that I know had, I don't know who's calling me from California, but they're going to wait. Um, a wonderful young man that I know had reached out to me out of nowhere and um, I called him. He was like, call me. So he sent me a message and told me to call him and I called him and I said, hey, um, you know, I don't really get a chance to call people, but I'm taking a quick break and, and hiding out just to call you. Are you okay? Is, is everything all right? And he was like, yeah, I'm good. And then we started a conversation and I urged him to please subscribe and, and listen to my podcast. And he said, girl, why are you hiding this podcast from everyone? I need you to post it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm not there. Trust and believe it is coming. I am going to probably have this podcast. Seven is the number of completion. And this is probably going to be my last podcast before I actually go truly, truly public. Uh, so those people who have been here, hey, y'all, we're about to go live. <laughs> um, and I say all of that because sometimes you need to keep something sacred. Sometimes you need to keep some things close. And then sometimes you need to stand on top of the tallest mountain and shout to the world what's going on. So up until this point, I've kept this podcast close. I've kept it sacred. I've kept it as a sacred space. Um, but I, I always knew that I was going to have to, have to, mind you, uh, publicize it because it needs a broader audience. It, it needs for people to hear not just my story, but the stories that are about to come out. Because, um, again, I procured some people who are willing to be interviewed. I know some people with miraculous stories of overcoming. I know some people, and then I go back to that same word. I can't get away from that word. Amazing, amazing stories of triumph. I, I spoke to a childhood friend today, and I could have just called him because I have his number, and I, I talked to him at least once or twice a month. But um, I sent him a message, and I said, hey, dude, I, I need you to really consider being interviewed because of his story. His story is, if I had not been there, <laughs> if I had not been there, I would not believe it. But I personally was there to see, to see firsthand his story of triumph. And it's like, damn, you should be dead, bro. But you're here and you are doing big things. And it, it's just, it's, I love it. I love my life. I am not one of those people 
who will sit back in, in spite of all of my downfalls and all of my shortcomings and all of my issues, all of what I've been through that is damning, I still love my life because I love that the people that God has blessed me with, I love that I'm able to witness such beauty and what other people would, would look at as ashes. I know people whose lives others have thrown away. And it's like, look at you now, dude. You are amazing is the word I go to. And um, I love looking at uh, some of the people I know, uh, drug runners, drug dealers, gun runners, I know some really colorful people, um, prostitutes. I know drug addicts, um, <laughs> strippers. I have lots of stories about strippers. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not this podcast, but I have lots of stories. Um, I just, I know some colorful people. I know, yeah, the holier-than-thou people, and I, I laugh because I remember there's a young lady that I was singing in the choir with, and we, what was going on? We were doing something, and I, she invited me to her house, and um, she said, I never liked you, and I said, I know, <laughs> and it's just she and I in her house, and um, she disclosed that, and she said, I never liked you. And I said, I know. She said, I always felt that you were holier than thou. And I said, but why? And she said, I don't know. And I said, I don't understand that perception, that perception of me being holier than thou, um, religious zealot. I, I laugh at it. And um, I I thing is nothing, there is nothing further from the truth because, again, you know, I know so many people and I don't judge any of them. Their lives just are not like mine, but they are in my life. I don't take the word friend lightly. Not everyone is my friend and I don't use that word in jest. I don't use it uh, to describe just anyone. And um, let's see, a friend is the dictionary meaning. A person whom one knows and with whom one has a bond of mutual affection, typically exclusive of sexual or family relations. Um, I don't quite agree with that, but I agree with it because I look at my family members and a lot of my family members, most actually, and I, I've said many times, I have a huge family. Um, most of my family members would be my friends if they weren't my family. Because they're really just genuinely good people. And they're fun people. Um, you know, I was privileged when my younger brother said that to me one day. He said, you know what, and this was years ago, I don't know how he feels now because we're still um, kind of angry at each other. Um, 
But he said, you know what? Even if you weren't my sister, you would be my friend. And I was like, oh my gosh, what an honor. What an honor. And most of my cousins, they would be my friends because they're just good people. And they're just, let me tell you something. My family is so much fun to be around. That's why I always loved bringing people around my family. Because my thing is, if I have this much fun, imagine how much fun the people I know would have. And every single time I've brought a friend around, I... It's been a sacred space, and they have really thoroughly enjoyed themselves with my crazy, zany family. Um, either my mother's side or my father's side, they have truly, truly enjoyed themselves. My, my mother's side parties much differently than my father's side, though. But um, <laughs> it's still a lot of fun because it's genuine and Going back to my friends, I, I don't boast about it, but I'm grateful that I have so many friends. I have so many people with whom I have a mutual affection with. Those people who love me despite me, in spite of me being who I am and how I am, they still love me. And when I have my, oh, that's just Sam moments, they still love me and they don't excuse my that's just Sam moments. A lot of them, most of them will call me on it. Some of them will just shake their heads and keep it moving. And some of them will call me on my mess. And, and that's what a friend is about. I don't always agree with me because I ain't always right. I'm, I am right most of the time. I'm going to put that caveat there. I am. Deal with it. I am. But I get to be wrong, too. And in being wrong, I get to be human. I get to do things that humans do. I am not above reproach, but I am not perfect. So what pisses me off is when my friends treat me like I'm supposed to be perfect. Yes, I'm called by God. Yes, I'm set apart, but I'm not perfect. And I promise you, I don't know who the hell this is calling me from New York but I'm not answering that either. Um, I'm going to move that so we don't hear the vibrations. Um, what was I saying? Damn it. Who are you calling me from Westchester? <laughs> so I, I know I said I'm not above reproach, um, but I, I get to, although I'm, I'm called apart and set apart by God to do a different work than everyone else, I still get to be human. And what I don't appreciate is when my friends treat me like, well, yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Well, why the hell not? Why don't I get to be mad? Well, not, why don't I get to be hurt? Why don't, why don't I get to be petty? Because trust, when I put on my petty, petty princess tiara, child, listen, it's on on. Because I am petty, petty princess. Trust me when I say. <laughs> I do it. I do it up. Because, yeah, I get to do that. Now, don't get me wrong. I Also, because of my state in life. I get to go back and apologize. I get to go back and repent. 
I get to go back and do what I need to do to make things right. But I get to be human first. Because I'm having a human experience. And although my experiences are different from most of my friends, I still get to have that human experience. I said to um, Boo Thing, I don't know, babe, I guess I can call him babe. Him there. That's really what I call him. Him there. I said, I always seem to be giving to you. I need you to give to me. And we've been having this conversation since this morning. And I asked him for something, which I am not going to talk about in this podcast here. That is going to be left for the sex podcast, which uh, it looks like it's going to be very interesting already because I've got some topics. If you ain't ready, listen, listen. That one is not going to be for everybody. I'm letting you know right now, I, I will advocate for the single people, but I'll advocate for the Christians, but everyone's not Christian and you have to meet people where they are and that's real. So I, um, I need to talk to people the way some people need to be talked to and that it is, it is what it is, you know, take it with a grain of salt, <laughs> do what you need to do with it, put it in your pocket. Shouted from the billboards. I don't care. You do what you need to do. You do what you feel you need to do with that. But it's, it's going to happen. And it's going to happen soon. Um, probably in the next two weeks. Uh, I've, I'm going to have to find the time. Because that's going to be a video call. Uh, I'm going to have to edit it. Because I have no clue how long that one's going to last. But I suspect it's. Just one simple conversation lasted over an hour. So I know that once we begin the topic of discussion, which is going to be a panel discussion, I know it's going to be uh, colorful. <laughs> That's my go-to word <laughs> because of the people I know. Again, um, there's no judgment on anyone that I know, and there's no judgment on anyone's life. Oh, there's my baby. Jose Rondon Jr., I love you. Um, <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm going to know if you listen to this, Jose, because your message just came up on my screen. <laughs> but I'm shouting you out because I love you. I have loved Jose since I met him when he was, I want to say, 14 or 15 years old, such an amazing gift. This dude can dance his buttocks off. And I promise you, I keep telling him, I can't wait to see him on screen dancing for the world because he has such a talent and he has such a gift. His gift, his God-given gift is dance. And he, like, Oh my goodness, his whole body, he just exudes dance. And I could just watch Jose dance all day and night because he is one of the best dancers I personally know. And I know some great people. But um, yeah, he just has a, an amazing natural gift for dance. And um, 
Yeah, he just hit me up. <laughs> and I love him. Uh, today is my cousin's birthday, my cousin God sister. So I know she listens to my podcast. Thank you, Tracy A. Uh, Tracy is my god sister, and she's my oldest cousin. Yep, I said it. I said it right here. <laughs> she is my oldest cousin on my mother's side, and I do love her. And I was her personal nanny. I was her nanny. That's a real thing, believe it or not. Um, took care of her kids, both of them from birth, just till. <laughs> and... Uh, she's my first husband. I always say that uh, because at one point in being her nanny, I actually lived with her while her husband uh, was away on business for, I think he was away for two months or something. And I lived with her and I would go to my house. I think I lived in Jersey back then, but I would go to my house and then I would go to her house and stay there and I would just go to get different clothes, but I would wash my clothes at her house. But I still, well, not now, but up until two years ago, I would still take my dirty clothes to her house and wash them. Because <laughs> there's nothing like having your laundry right there. And I, I kept saying, I can't wait to get a house because I'm going to have a laundry room and I'm going to have a washer and a dryer. And I know that I've arrived when I can wash my clothes in my underwear or naked. And I promise you, I walk right over to my washing machine right now, with no clothes on, put my stuff in the washing machine, and <laughs> wash my clothes, and I thank God every single time. But I digress. Y'all know I'm tangential, so <laughs> I just totally went off to the far, far left with that, um, saying happy birthday to Tracy and saying I love you, Jose. Um, going back to friends. Uh, in fact, let me talk about Jose really quickly because, again, I, I met Jose when he was about 15 years old. And I always forget, Jose's really not that much younger than me. He's not one of my regular kids because he's not too far from my age. But he's still one of my kids. And as he's grown older, our conversations have changed and I talked to him because he's a grown damn man. So I talked to him like a grown damn man. And I appreciate his candid conversation. And sometimes you have to let people know that you appreciate them for who they are and, and, and what they do for you, even when they don't do anything. So, Jose, I appreciate you and I love you and I, I hold a space for you in my heart, as you know, because I make sure to tell you that, but I also need you to realize that when we don't speak, you are not far from my thoughts. That's it. And um, I say, I'm a lot. Damn, I really have to get over that. Uh, see, look, I did it again. <laughs> What I want to do is make sure that when I leave this earth, that my legacy is such that the children in my life, the young people in my life, understand the place that they hold in my life, even 
when I don't like what you do, agree with what you do, I still hold a place of love in my heart for you. I had a a really bad falling out with my goddaughter, with one of my goddaughters. Mm, yeah, because my niece is my other goddaughter, believe it or not. Um, hey, Lise. Um, <laughs> but, and y'all pray for my nieces. My nieces are crazy, all of them. Well, not so much the baby. She hasn't come into her crazy yet. <laughs> but the, the older two, <laughs> they, they're very, really colorful people, and I love them and all of their colorfulness, and they're doing amazing things. Again, the word is amazing for me. That's, that's the word. That's the go-to word for me. But uh, I have biological nieces and not-so-biological nieces, and all of my nieces are doing great things because they have grown into being great people. But I had a falling out with my goddaughter, wherein my goddaughter, and I'm not going to say her name. If you know who she is, you just know. I had allowed her to live with me. And we had a, a verbal agreement wherein she was supposed to help me pay rent because I was struggling to pay rent at the time. And she knew it. And I said to her, I'm struggling to pay rent right now because I don't have a job. I don't have income. I didn't have a job and I didn't have income at the time. This was in 2017. I had been laid off from my job. And I said, I don't have a problem with you staying here. I don't have a problem giving you a place to live, a place for you to be safe. I need you to be safe. I want you to be safe. However, I need you to do this, this, that, and the other. And I laid out some rules for her. And she broke every one of them. <laughs> and she stole from me. And she had the audacity to put me, call herself putting me on blast by putting pictures of me on her Facebook page and on her social media. And... I just had to laugh at her because your level of hurt is so deep that you push away everyone who tries to help you. And I spent money on that young lady that I did not have. She didn't pay for food and she was getting food stamps. I was buying her food and she had food stamps. I used her food stamps, what, maybe twice in the three months that she lived with me. And um, those two times was to get her something to eat. How about them apples? I was using my money to get her food and buy her groceries and cook for her. And she dogged me out. At least she called herself dogging me out. And I ended up calling the cops on her because I locked her out one night. And she got upset. And she was kicking on my door and banging on my door. And I just thought it was so sad 
Because at the end of the day, what it really boiled down to was she was in such a place of hurt that it was easier to lash out at someone who was trying to help her, which is what she had done for many, many years. It was easier to lash out at someone who was trying to help her than to address the hurt. And there's nothing I can do. You know, we all have a journey. We all have a place of hurt. We all have triggers. And that's real talk. You know, I, I spoke about cursing my brothers out because I was triggered. But I have to, at some point, address my place of hurt and recognize why I'm being triggered. And when it comes to segueing back to friends, because again, I'm being tangential and I recognize it. Um, we have to acknowledge where our place of hurt is and we have to make the determination that we will heal that hurt and not go back there anymore. Now, when it comes to your friends, if your friends know that place of hurt, how good a friend are they if they trigger you in that place of hurt as opposed to coming and sitting down with you and holding space for you in that place of hurt? I, uh, I'm not the best at that. I try, though. As I get older, I'm getting better at seeing where someone is in their hurt and just coming and sitting with them because there's a blessing in, in, in presence. I understand better than anyone what it's like to lose a parent. I know a lot of people who have lost parents in the last few years, especially the last year, and um, shout out goes to the Ellison family, Ms. Barbara Ellison. I did not know until yesterday, Ms. Barbara Ellison passed away on the 7th, and um, I really looked up to her, and I know she didn't like me a whole lot some days, and some days she loved me, <laughs> but she was just a wonderful person, and I looked up to her, and... Um, I found out yesterday that she passed away and my, my, my heartfelt prayers go out to the Ellison family because she really is someone I looked up to. And uh, what happens when you lose a parent, you are lost. And what I tell people is it took me many, many, many years to get through, not get over, but to get through the loss of my father. Because there were so many times growing up that I wondered what he would be like when I got my period, what he would be like when I had my first surgery, or if I would have had to have that first surgery if my father had been alive. Because 
my father, my understanding of my father, my father was a party guy and my father was a ladies man. <laughs> He's actually quite handsome, um, which is funny to me because I'm like, what, my brother looks like him. And I, that makes me think my brother's handsome. <laughs> but, um, but I can see the handsomeness in my brother now. When we were younger, I used to just be like, ah, my brother's funny looking. But my brother is actually very, my, both of my brothers, both of my brothers, because I always say it like I have one. But both of my brothers are very, very handsome. Um, and they turn their wives on, that's all I care about. <laughs> they don't do it for me. <laughs> so, and I don't date guys that look anywhere close to my brothers, which is just funny. Um, but my father, my, my biological father, was handsome and he was a ladies' man. And um, I don't know. I don't know how he was. I, I just know stories. And so growing up, only knowing stories from my aunts and uncles, and even my grandmother, I had this picture in my mind of this guy. He was never my hero. He was this, in my mind, a street dude. He was a street dude. And maybe that's why I have a thing for thugs. Maybe that's why I have a thing for uh, street dudes. <laughs> uh, hoodlums and and gangsters, um, that bad boy vibe, maybe really that Oedipus complex is coming out. Oh no, Electra, Electra complex. Sorry, I'm a girl. Um, <laughs> maybe that Electra complex is coming out um, in the men that I choose to date and surround myself with. Um, you know, as far as I know, he was never on drugs, but I don't know his whole story. Because he, the man's been dead for 45 years, shoot. I don't know. But, um, you know, maybe he was on drugs. I don't know. I never had an affinity for drug users. So, and I don't know if he was a drug dealer. I know he smoked. I remember that for myself. Um, it was the 70s. Everybody smoked. <laughs> Everybody and their mama smoked. My grandparents, both of my grandparents smoked. My grandmother on my mother's side, my maternal grandmother, I don't remember ever smoking, ever, 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 ever. My parents smoked, my mom, my dad, and my, my biological father all smoked. Um, my aunts and uncles all smoked. I remember today, let's talk about it. But, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know, but there I go on a tangent again. <laughs> um, though the point I was trying to make is you never know where someone's area of, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's their area of, uh, Oh, I'm stuck. Ain't that like it? Like me having a damn brain fart in the middle of something deep? <laughs> Dang on brain fart. Um, okay, I'm going to describe it, and I'm going to sound real crazy. Weakness. Ah, that's the word I'm looking for, believe it or not. The area of weakness is, you never know where someone's area of weakness is. 
And if you're someone's friend or if you're someone's loved one or if you hold someone in a higher regard, you don't poke at their weakness. Just out of respect. Just out of respect. You know, me being who I am, I am growing in the sense that I know I've poked at people's areas of weaknesses because not not being nasty about it, not being purposeful in it, but just because I have questions. And I have so many questions that I want to know. I, I, I want to understand. Why are you doing that? Not because I'm judging you. I just don't understand it. And I know I've been accused of being judgmental because I ask questions and I'm not trying to be judgmental. I just want to know. I know so many people who have done so many different things and that's not how I live my life. So because I'm not there, I have questions about it. I have a friend who her entire sex life, I tell her all of the time, I have to live vicariously through you because I can't do that. And it's not a negative thing of I can't do that. It's I don't have it in me to do it. I, I can't live my life like that because I'm different. And as much as we are alike, I am so different that, hey, why did you do that? Not in a judgment sense, but how did it feel? What made you choose that? Would you do it again? <laughs> so who the hell is calling me from Florida now? Y'all, I promise you I don't know these people. And if they're not leaving messages, I am not dealing with it. But it's, I hesitate to mention, sometimes we have to give people grace, as I've said before. But at the same time, how about we understand one another? We're in, if you're my friend, I know you're not coming from a place of judgment because I know you. I've taken the time out to learn who you are. So in you being who you are, I understand that you just really want to know because you can't do what I do. Everybody can't do what you do. So they want to know how it is to be you and live like you do, whether it's carefree or like I live sometimes, shut in. I talk to very specific people some days because my energy is such that, guess what? My whole, imp, what's the word? Um, my imp, imp, empath, that's the word I'm looking for. I kept thinking empathetic and that's not the word I'm looking for. Empath, my entire empath is drained because like I said to my aunt, I said, you know, where I work, there's so many demons. There's so many demons surrounding me that I can't, I, I literally need to detox the demons that I come into contact with because being an empath, and that's a whole nother conversation, we're not going to go into that. But um, I am an empath, something that I didn't understand for most of my damn life. 
and then I met some people in my on my journey. I met some people, and the people came to me in saying, "Did you know you're an empath?" And I was like, "Yeah, no, I don't believe in that. Whether I believe it or not, it's a real thing because people drain me. Taking on people's emotions drains me. I said." Uh, in a different podcast about my ex, I was dealing with this dude for 11 and a half years, and I knew when he was entertaining other women, and I would tell him, you don't have to tell me. I know. And I knew because we had a spiritual connection, but I also knew because of the vibe I would get, the energy that I would get from him. Not because he was acting funny, because he was master. Let me tell you, Chad, the man deserves an Emmy. He deserves an Emmy and an Oscar and a Tony because he could sing. But he was a great actor. But he couldn't act energy. He couldn't get away from it because I would feel it. And it wasn't that he was acting any differently. It's just you entertain these women. These women have demons on them because of things that they've been through. And you bring those demons to me. And those demons think they have a fertile ground, but they're at war with my angels, the ones that are protecting me against what you're doing. So I know what you're doing. You don't have to tell me. I know what you're doing because you give yourself away because you bring the stuff back to me. And I would tell him, do your dirt. Don't let me find out about it. I always, 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 always found out. Always found out, because I always knew what he was doing. But anyway, I digress again, because I got to go. My house is hot. I didn't turn on my air conditioning. Well, I turned it off earlier. I'm going to go get in the shower and head to my cousin's house and entertain her for a while. (sighs) Know who your friends are. Know why those are your friends. And if they're your friends, love them. Love them in all of who they are and how they are. Everyone's in your life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. Those who are seasoned friends, understand what the season is about. Understand what the season is bringing. I have a lot of friends who I've known since I was six years old, honest to God. My absolute closest friends have been in my life for the majority of my life. I still deal with the same people, roll with the same folks. Some of them have changed. I've brought in some new ones. I've pushed out some old ones. But guess what? I still have the same people. Reason being because those are the people who love me for who I am and how I am. They understand that I have some dark days. I have some dark thoughts. I have some deep-rooted issues that I'm trying to work out. But those are the very ones who've got my back come hella high water. Those are the very ones who know where the bodies are hidden. (laughs) It's a thing. It's a real thing. They know where the bodies are hidden. They know how to come. That crazy chick that I keep locked behind a gate and a wall, there's a brick wall, 
that separates the beast Sam from regular everyday Sam. And they know all about her. They've seen her firsthand. <laughs> They've stopped her. <laughs> Those are all different podcasts. <laughs> but again, there's so, so many songs regarding friends and friendship. But I thank God that I definitely have a friend in Jesus. He might not be your friend, but he's my friend. That's who I go to. That's who I call on my days when dude is, is getting on my nerves because we both can't be alpha males. <laughs> he's very, very much, very much an alpha male. <laughs> but we both can't be alpha males. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we'll see what happens with my friends. We'll see. I can't wait to hear from some of them. Some of them have reached out to me saying they will be interviewed and I can't wait. I'm so exciting, excited for this journey, which is nowhere near over. It's still in the beginning phases. And that's it. I'm going. I'm finished marinating. I determined them. Uh, <laughs> AC on because North Carolina's hot, y'all. North Carolina's hot. Why the hell is it so hot down here? Um, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Um, and that's it. I'll talk to y'all soon. Jose, I love you. Tracy, I love you. Um, Goddaughter. Goddaughter, I love you. And I, I pray you, you find healing. I really do. And you think that I'm so angry. I was very angry in the beginning. But mm -mm. I've loved you since you were born. I really have, and I always will. And I told you when you were a little girl, there's nothing you could ever do that'll make me not love you. And I stand by that because I love you in everything. And that's it, y'all. God bless you. Have a good day. Have a good night.